Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's Thursday, September 14, 2023. Hello, Doug. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I said the date first because sometimes I forget to say it at all. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, you know, why not just blurt it out right away? Smart. Get it in there. Yeah, because you never know when people are listening to this. Could be years from now. Good timestamp. Isn't that Aliens wild? might find it later, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it also says on the listing for the show the date, but it's always like we, sure. always re- we release it at midnight, so the date will say that it's Friday, and I just like to be real clear that uh, we did this on Thursday. How are you, Doug? Great. It's like 89 degrees after three months of 115 oh, here in nice. Austin, Texas. Oh, nice great. little cool down. That sounds It rained nice. yesterday. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, our guest today is a comedian from Canada, so you could say a, a Canadian from comedy, and uh, her name is Deanne Smith, D capital A. And, and oh, one of those. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if we, I, I, we'll have to ask them about it, but I'm not sure if we've had, uh, it's called bicapitalization. Oh, I had no idea. Wow. Among among other names. It's got other names as too, but we'll we'll get into it with Deanne. Let's go to work. Hello, Deanne Smith. Hi. I have not heard the theme song before. Um, I'm sure I'm going to be a regular listener after today. And I loved it. I loved it. Okay. That's good to hear. We usually get positive reviews, but if nothing else, it's a little jolt to the system uh, to get our guests excited to chat for an hour. you two are both stand-up comics, Deanne Smith and Doug Miller, but you have not uh, met previously. So uh, say hello to one another. Hello. How we, and, and how do we distinguish between the Dugs on this podcast? Do you got, do we have sick nicknames? No, we uh, you know have discussed <laughs> it discussed it quite a bit, and uh, what well, for a while we were telling guests to call. One of us, something D- different. DB and Melly DB. Mel. Melly Mel and DB, that's it. <laughs> and uh, I, I totally forgot that we even did that because that just, uh, m- getting people to remember those things seems like a lot more uh, effort. But, you know, that's the great thing is if you just say Doug, there's definitely at least one of us that will be uh, listening and respond. And, okay. uh, you know, uh, but I think it, it works out pretty well usually that people don't have to yeah. address us separately. Because we we have such different styles, Doug and I. Um, that's sort of like how the pre- the premise of the podcast began. Sort of is that uh, I don't really feel like a Doug. I never have, and uh, oh. and I feel like Doug really doesn't seem like a Doug to me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Which is how I feel about most Dougs. Most people are like, I don't see it. <laughs> um, but you're in uh, you're on the East Coast at this time, Deanne. That is right. I am in New York City. Nice. Yeah. You know what? It's pretty nice. I am paying <laughs> a lot of rent, but uh, it's pretty nice. I thought you were a so California, Southern California person for a minute. I definitely was for a minute. So in, in early 2020, in January 2020, I moved to L.A., 
Um, and listen, I was not reading enough news to know anything about the uh, upcoming pandemic. Other people right. were at that point. I was not. But I did have like a weird gut feeling as much as I liked L.A. and wanted to go there. I was like, I just don't feel like this is going to stick somehow. Um, and then I found myself. I mean, I freaked out during that pandemic, especially before the election in 2020. I was like, what am I doing here when I could be in Canada? So I fled. I fled to Vancouver <laughs> and then I, fa- I found my way back to the East Coast for a minute. All right. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's just such wild timing to you know yeah. move to California right before that starts, because it certainly made the whole place seem much less idyllic than uh, than normal. But yeah. and yet it was like it was great for, you know, I was comparing my pandemic life to my pand- friends pandemic lives on the East Coast. And it it was kind of great. I was hanging out in my little backyard, taking strolls, you know, the weather. There's still like a lot to yeah. participate in. Yeah, we had the weather and we had like, uh, you know, we had definitely had outdoor activities the whole time. It wasn't even a particularly uh, harsh, you know, end of winter. I guess it really started like in March was when things got really uh shut down in uh 2020 so you had you had three good months in uh in la (laughs) and though and the whole time you lived here i guess you never experienced an earthquake oh there were earthquakes for sure but the big you you did i yeah i felt that i felt them um the biggest one i felt just i think knocked like one thing out of my dish rack and that was the (laughs) most that was the most intense thing i've ever felt yeah, because we haven't had any. I mean, the the most recent kind of big one just happened, you know, a week or two ago, uh, during uh, you know during that big storm when it hit Southern California. We also had an earthquake at the same time. It was like uh, like a really <laughs> silly disaster movie. Like, oh, man, <laughs> the the gods are angry. Um, so <laughs> the weather gods are really gonna toss things around, and then someone else is gonna go. It's climate change, and they're gonna go. That's not real. It's the weather gods. Um, it's all the heathens in los angeles we know this <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh you did my podcast uh, other podcast uh, douglas movies uh in montreal like five years ago i think oh yeah such a long time ago but what a, what yeah. a long time yeah too long ago but that's part of my issue is i can't uh, nail down where you live that's but, fair enough uh, I'm a mystery now we're gonna make it it's officially uh for the time being new york city and uh when i'm out there i'll uh i'll try to uh hit you up oh my god that'd be um, so fun yeah so you started your stand-up comedy career in canada that's right yeah on the eastern side of it i started in montreal um i had been i had been living in mexico and you're all over the place place. um (laughs) and i tend to flee i mean it's kind of nuts that i'm in the united states right now because i do tend to flee um i left uh for mexico right around the time that george w stole the state of florida that seemed like that seemed like uh it wasn't boding well but i thought that was right. about as bad as it was gonna get now that's oh, kind of boy. adorable frat boy pranks <laughs> yeah. just nap in the state of florida but i went to mexico for a while and so before i started stand-up i didn't i didn't have a lot of uh drive or ambition or reason i was like teaching english hanging out on the beach writing poetry um and then my girlfriend at the time uh wanted to move to much montreal um, she's a Mexican mime and engineer, and there is a mime school in Montreal called La Col de Mime. Um, so I just followed her to Montreal, and then that's where I ended up starting stand up, which is interesting because of the you know, just for last festival is one of the biggest festivals in the world, and it's a bit of a hub for comedy, which I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, and that's where you know, uh, one day you did Douglas movies at uh. Uh, you know, they had, a, I think it was right there at the main hotel where the, everything uh, happens at the yeah. festival. Um, so this is like, I was, I was going to ask you about the difference between Canada and the U.S., you know, stand-up comedy-wise, but it's like there's an extra level of difference for Montreal specifically, right? Because you've now probably performed through much of Canada and, uh, comparative like is montreal much different than all the other cities when it comes to stand-up oh i don't i don't know necessarily i mean you are 
you may end up with more people that, um, you know, are speaking English as a second language in Montreal. Like you might have kind of stronger French speakers in the audience, but generally... yeah, so the audience is like definitely smarter than me in Montreal. <laughs> I mean, the panhandlers are smarter than me in Montreal. Like, li like people on the street literally have to be bilingual just to survive. Um, but I, f I find like I've, I haven't performed so many places, but I have performed in the UK a little bit, Australia a lot, um, Canada, the US, Iceland a little tiny bit. Um, but I, th I think kind of the general stereotypes hold true. I would say that American audiences are a little bit more effusive and enthusiastic and uh, vocally appreciative. Uh, and Canadian audiences are a little more reserved. That's kind of how I... If I had to break it down, that's what I would say. Right. What do you guys think? Uh, along with that being reserved, though, comes a general, more of a sense of politeness. Uh, yes. You know, and the enthusiasm on the American side, the U.S. is like more of a, it tends, tends to go the rowdy, kind of the rowdy route. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> Um, oh. And then those other countries, I just don't, I can't even, I have performed in Australia and uh, London and um, Mexico, but it was yeah. always, I, all those places that I was tending to just perform for, you know, all the expats, which, you know, people from the United States would show up uh, to the shows and then, you know, and like, I don't know. I just felt, I, I, was, I didn't feel like I ever got a sense of, I, you know, because I didn't do enough shows uh, abroad or in another country to really. I've, uh, I've only, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go. I've only done Iceland once and it was just a private show for Bjork and she was very rude. No. Are you serious? No, oh my joking. god, I was so excited. Um, because I, I when you, if you are in Iceland, it's like you're not far from Bjork. Like I took a biking tour in Iceland, and they just bike you right past Bjork's house, and they're like, "There's no Bjork's way." House. Like, what? Yes, and it's what you think it would be. It's just like a yes. black box um, on kind of kind of on a cliff just overlooking the ocean it's really incredible wow. um, like relatively humble as well but yeah bjork lives in a black box suspended above the, the tumultuous <laughs> seas yeah i kind of wow. picture the um the locale of uh uh the banshees of inner sharon you know how they they lived like uh, you know on the on the like like practically like on a you know cliff at the ocean and it was so beautiful but their homes were like really small and, and far apart <laughs> well i've got to see it now just for that oh they, they have so much space to build and then they all have these like those like pretty you know small uh little houses and but i guess that keeps the uh the area looking pretty so uh well thank you doug for uh that fun fact that you made up about bjork um <laughs> I, I feel like Deanne is that yeah, I feel like you've lost trust with our guests. <laughs> uh, I, you know, if, if Deanne didn't say, is, are you serious? Is that real? I would have. Cause I, it was just so funny that you would throw something out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was like, kind of sounded like a joke, but uh, you know, just, you really it sold it. Yeah. It could, it, be, real. Yeah. I mean, it could yeah. be real. It could be real. That absolutely could be. <laughs> I just, uh, all, every step of the way, the only show I ever did in Iceland, I'm already fascinated, you know? So why did you perform in Iceland, Deanne? Well, when I lived in Montreal, I was lucky enough to meet somebody called Rockvi, who was Icelandic. And uh, <laughs> he was a he was an open micer at the time, uh, doing like really wacky stuff because he was also into like wrestling. Um and he moved back to Iceland and because I was in the UK or something, I just noticed that the flights were cheap. And basically he like invented a comedy festival just to bring me over. So he called it the Iceland comedy festival. <laughs> and I did that. I did that a couple of <laughs> years in a row with my buddy Rockby and it was so fun. Oh my God. Is, does the festival continue to exist or is it only if you can go? Yeah. I don't think it exists anymore. Actually. Um, I don't think he's still running it. Yeah. Cause but you're was, not showing up anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm. You know, I, I was the festival, but um, Reykjavik is so. You know, Iceland in general is so small, and Reykjavik is so small. It was incredible. So I land. I landed at the airport, 
And it's a gorgeous ride, like from the airport into town, they have like what they call it's like lava fields. So it's lava that has been like grown over with moss. Like I had never been anywhere like it and it did not feel like the earth. It was just this incredible (laughs) terrain, like so beautiful. I'm not even trying to tell you this. I just have ADHD, but I get into town um, and within like minutes of me getting into town, I dropped my stuff off. I started walking down to the main street and immediately somebody approached me in English and was like, oh, are you the comedian? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so they had like a, you know, like an arts weekly or whatever, a little free paper. And my picture was in it. And this guy just recognized me immediately. <laughs> and I think the that's comedian like generally, is here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's generally like the feeling in Reykjavik. Like it, it can seem like the people are cold to each other. Like nobody's really saying hi or anything, but it's because they're seeing each other like 17 times a day. Like you're going to run into the same person all right. day and you ran into them all day yesterday and you're going to see them all day again tomorrow. Like there's no point in being like, Oh, Hey buddy. Every time you run into each other. Yeah. My brother went a few years ago and he had that same thing with Owen Wilson. Everywhere they went, there was Owen Wilson because you can't really escape each other. <laughs> they didn't so really interact. Funny. They were just very polite about it. And like, oh, there's Owen Wilson again. Cool. I just kept seeing <laughs> Owen Wilson. That does feel like the perfect celebrity to just keep seeing and not really acknowledge. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to Austin, Texas, you see you get a lot of Elijah Wood sightings. Is that real? Mm-hmm. I oh, think he's out in L.A. now. I think he's in L.A. now, though. But for a while, uh, he lived in Austin. I just every time I was there, it seemed like I would you know, see him or someone would say they saw him somewhere. Um, Okay. So we are here to discuss your name, Deanne, in its entirety. But first, but first we have some warm up questions that are uh, of similar nature, starting with um, what's your tattoo situation? Oh my God. I'm so happy to tell you. I'll get into it in a minute. And this is a very timely question. But I also thought the premise of the podcast, I thought we were here to talk about the name Doug. And I thought right. two Doug, two Dougs in my life. So we oh, we'll talk. get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, we talk about you first though. Cause you know, that's wow. the polite thing to do. Uh, but situation. We- I could quickly count them, uh, but I have almost countless, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from this guy. And I just got some on Friday. Um, on my left, I'm building a sleeve from the elbow down on my left arm. So on the inside part, um, I don't know how to describe this part, but you know, if you look, you're looking at your hand, palm up. Um, yeah. And this is an artist that I trust. He's done two other tattoos on me. And I was like, hey, let's like fill this little area here. And so I ended up with some stuff that I, you know, there's three tattoos there. One of them I definitely don't love. And overall, <laughs> it kind of, it has a jam band kind of 90s. Um, I showed it to another friend, Blacklight poster kind of vibe. Oh my God. <laughs> it is a, it's a, my most recent ones, which literally I got less than a week ago are, it's like a sun and a moon face together. You've seen this image before, like a sun with the half moon, sure. and two faces. Um, there's some stars and some just kind of fun lines. And then right by the wrist, there is this absolutely unhinged mushroom situation. Um, mushrooms can be very beautiful, <laughs> very nature. Like this is really kind of like space age, again, black like poster, it's it's wild. It's wild that this is on my body now and that moving forward, people will just see this and go, oh, yeah, that's I guess that's your personality. Um, <laughs> it really has nothing, almost nothing to do with me. Um, and I love it. So my tattoo situation is I have a lot and I have crossed the sh- threshold into just getting whatever because I think it's fun. And it, it so did really you just fun. let the artist pick that? Did you just say, well, hey, I trust you go nuts? A little bit. Yeah. We, 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 um, just kind of measured the area and he's like, Oh, I'm kind of interested in doing this and this. And I'm like, cool. And I don't, I, on, you know, upon reflection, I don't know why I accepted the mushroom because I never liked it, <laughs> but I was just like, Oh, whatever. I guess it kind of goes. And, um, and now, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll back up and maybe let you know why I'm so free with the tattoos is that I, 
you know, I've, I got a matching tattoo with a friend in Australia. I mean, she became a friend. We barely knew each other when she was like, let's go get giant matching tattoos. And I was like, all right, why not? Um, and then somewhat recently, uh, I guess it was, yeah, January of this year, 2023. So I hadn't had any new tattoos since 2019, you know, the pandemic and all of that. And I was kind of itching for some new tattoos. And um, I was out at a place in New York called the House of Yes, which is like a really fun, um, kind of sexy bar and performance space. They have like burlesque shows and strip stuff. And I was there with um, two buddies from Canada and just the three of us, such nerds. Like we walked into the bar and they had a pole set up and pole dancers, which we weren't expecting like before the show that we were about to see. And the three of us were just there like, oh, you go give her money. No, you. And then I was like, no, I'm going <laughs> to smile too much. Like, you got to do it. <laughs> like, we're just, you know, the most uncool guys. Uh, we go in, we see this incredible burlesque show. It was so much fun. It was, yeah, it was like really sexy and daring. And I feel the need to say we were all stone cold sober that night. We were just like having the best time of our lives. We walked out of there back into the bar space. And meanwhile, while the show was going on, we didn't know they had transformed the bar into um, there were the, these various booths and things. And then they were turning the performance space into like a big dance party. So it was like, come back out into the bar, you know, um, get a feeling on and then go back and dance. So we walk out, I look over to the right and there's a glitter station Um and I was like, oh, do I want to get like body glitter? And I literally thought to myself, no, glitter gets everywhere. I thought the phrase glitter is too permanent. And then I heard my buddy go, what? Real tattoos? And I looked to my left and they have set up in this bar at like 1 a.m. This tattoo, like this little tattoo station. And I'm like, this is the worst idea. This is not going to be good. This cannot be a good artist. It's 1 a.m. in some bar in Brooklyn. There's no way. And they just have these like black line drawings. This is what they call flash. And I'm like, I'm doing it, boys. I'm doing it to commemorate the night, to commemorate our friendship. So I ended up getting one tattoo for my buddy Kristoff, which is like two little hearts holding hands. It's it's sweet, but it's pretty stupid. And then I let my friend <laughs> Niall pick out the other one. And he picked out, it's not even a dagger. It's not even a sword. It's just kind of a knife that has like little hearts on it. And honestly, the way that it's shaped like triangular with the hearts, it almost looks like a... It, it's like reminiscent of a slice of pepperoni pizza in a very weird way. Um, and Niall picked that one for me because, quote, love hurts. And I got these tattoos. The boys did not get tattoos, by the way. This was all me. And then afterwards, I was like, man, that is absolutely the most codependent thing I've ever done. I did something that literally hurt me to prove my love to people that did not ask for it. <laughs> it's like, cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, I think the point is I'll, I'll get a tattoo if it, at any time for almost any reason. Let's well, we got to keep you. Yeah. That's exactly why I brought this up is we got to keep you and Doug separate because you'll, uh -oh. you'll both go on a terrible tattoo street. Uh, yeah. You'll just yeah. both go out and spree Do it up. Do the listeners already know about all of Melly Mel's ink or can we oh, get yeah. into it a little bit? Oh yeah. No, okay. we really, we've really discussed it because he's had to do, you know, cover ups, the whole deal. <laughs> yeah. Would you say it's at this point? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know. Uh, no. the yeah. But it's, it's not crazy, crazy, <laughs> but I get a lot. There's also like a lot of small ones and, you know, things like that. So it does add up, I guess. It'd be funny if you had like three or four, but this whole time you've been telling me you can't keep, you know, you don't know the number. <laughs> oh, I, it's too hard to count. Yeah, Doug, I haven't Doug, seen my back in a while. <laughs> Doug Benson, do you remain unmarred in this way? I do, yeah. Wow. That's why we Honestly? ask people about it because yeah. Doug, Doug has so many and I don't have any. And we, you know, and we both feel that it's not unlike your name. It's something that, you know, uh, obviously you do, you can change it later, but it's, then that's another choice you have to make. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you, you know, it's just something you're sort of stuck with. And that leads to the next question I wanted to ask you, which is, have you ever been, uh, involved in the naming of any pets? Oh my goodness. Um, 
Well, I do have my own dog, Rudy, who I didn't name, actually. She came she came from the Fosters with the name Rudy uh, because she was reminiscent of Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, to them. She's sleeping Ooh. sweetly, curled up like a little deer right now. Um, <laughs> and I just kept that name because I thought it was sweet and to kind of honor the Fosters for having taken care of her. Her name before that, she came from Mexico, and she is a tiny black dog, and her name was Negrita, which obviously we had to change. Um, but I was hanging out in another, uh, like a dog rescue cafe kind of place. And they came in with a new dog that needed to be named. And I just thought she looked like a tuna and the, they were, they were very divided. They were very divided about whether or not they should call this dog tuna, but, um, they did. So somewhat recently I named a dog tuna. I used to have a, I used to have a frog called Harvey after my grandfather. I was about 11 and I thought it was just funny. Um, because the frog had kind of like a eh, kind of voice and my grandfather was, you know, a bit of an abusive alcoholic that also had an eh, kind of voice. So I just named him Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> you could have, uh, you could have given him uh, a last name too, because of the, uh, there was a popular drink called a Harvey wall banger. <gasps> You're right. That would have been cool. I mean, if I was 11 and I knew about a Harvey wall banger. Yeah, I think that was a, I don't know how long ago that was. It feels like if you went into somewhere and asked for a Harley, Harvey Wallbanger, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. No, it's um, like a real 60s situation and earlier. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't know it. Um, okay, so, and then um, a lot of people get into uh, naming their, um, you know, houses, cars, boats, whatever, like, uh, like inanimate objects. I thought you were going to say anatomy. I really, really did. And I was panicking. <laughs> well, you know what? You're, you're right about that. That is an interesting point is that there, there are uh, people of all sexes out there that do, do actually give names to the parts. And we've never asked people that before. I guess part of the reason being that, you know, it's not really, uh, you know, that's really not going to catch on with everybody. I don't think, cause you don't get, you know, greeted, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? it's kind like, of private yeah. like on a yeah. i guess like on a new you know if you're on a nude beach a lot they'd maybe use three or four names based on all the different things you've nicknamed but oh that's also where tattoos could come in handy but my point is uh <laughs> do i have a point doug oh yeah we've never asked people that why did you think of that deanne I just, it just felt like where it, it just felt like where it was going. I'm on a podcast yeah. with two dudes called Doug. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no way you don't have nicknames for your drunk junk. I never have. Have you Doug? I I don't have a nickname for your junk either or my junk. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you mention it, I do have one for yours. <laughs> Harvey Wallbanger. Oh, that's a nice one, actually. That is a nice name for it. I mean, it's a little intimidating when you first offer people to see it, but uh... <laughs> wow. Uh, no, so that was the question, though. Is like a, a, you know, it's a sillier, not sillier, but it's a, um, not a weird thing. But you know, people name their cars, yeah. And uh, I, obviously, like it's a tradition to give boats a name. I guess, like, or not even a tradition. Like, you need to have a name on your boat, like to, you know, because it's going to be registered somewhere, right? You know, with the boat I mean registry. I do. I do have a car. I love my car very much. And I've had cars over the years. I've never given them names. Um, there was a time that I had a, I don't know what it, it might've been a 2002 electric blue Dodge neon. Um, and friends of mine borrowed it and nicknamed that car, Carmen Electra, I think for electric <laughs> blue, I really don't even know. Um, <laughs> So that car got named without me. Carmen's um, a great name for a car. Let's face it. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> yes, of course, that's where it comes from. Car, Carmen yeah. Electra. Um, yeah. If I, now, if I had another car, which I probably won't, I'm, I'm thinking Carl would be a fun name for a car. Carl is a really fun name. <laughs> Have you seen my car, Carl? <laughs> Carl. Um, okay, and then finally, another vague question about naming things. Um, what do you, uh, do you have like a project that you're currently promoting? 
Oh, you mean you want me to self-promote right now? Is that something I should be doing? Well, if there's like if you have like a new special or something or okay, listen, uh, there's a there's an album out there. Um, over that's the what summer, I'm talking about. Yeah. Over the summer, I put out an album with uh, 800 pound gorilla at at a price. Honestly, everyone that is insulting to everyone involved, me, the production company, <laughs> you as the consumer, it's like five dollars or something. So you got five dollars. Um, yeah. And the title of the album is Chewini in a Tank Top, which is based on a riff about my gender identity where I'm kind of like, whatever, I'll take anything. You can call me failed woman, weird man, Chewini in a Tank Top. You're close to the vibe. <laughs> it's a whole joke. It's a whole situation. Yeah. And then, you know, that's the thing about uh, albums and specials is, you you know, you got to either draw on, you know, something for, that was said in the special or some sort of, you know, now now people are giving names to their specials like, you know, a person's name. There's like, at oh, least for there's sure. Like, <laughs> uh, Matt Brongo has Doug and, and Carmichael has Nathaniel and uh, yeah. who's the lady who has two of them. <laughs> A little too hardy yeah, for my taste. Yeah, there's Hannah Gatsby with Nanette and Douglas. And Douglas, um, yes. There's yeah. two different comedy specials uh, named Doug out there. Uh, Doug and Douglas. And um, uh, I haven't seen either of them. But I, again, I'll probably feel distanced from it. I probably won't feel like, oh, she's talking about me. Or, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> yeah. um, I am... Um... I wanted to call the album based on another track with an oft repeated fra phrase. I wanted to call the album We're All Fags, but um, was persuaded for market reasons <laughs> and, and air, airplay reasons. I was persuaded against calling it that. Yeah. And also, like, if they just, you know, blacked out some of the letters and just, just like F blank or anything like that then you don't, you're not even sure what word it's driving at. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even get better. It's like, we're all fuck? What is we're it? all fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's admit it, we're all fucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'd be I'd be in line to buy that title. But, yeah, it's uh, it does become an issue with people who like to get concerned about things. That was always what's so funny to me about like Obama showing up on Mark Maron's podcast is because the president of the United States was on a show that's called What the Fuck, where <laughs> the host calls the listeners fuck it, fuck, what is it, fucketeers, fucking ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, hello, fucking ears. I'm here with the president, former president. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, at this point, 2023 again it's it's nothing that's child's play yeah, yeah. Compared to what's going on with the presidencies now yeah absolutely uh we need to take a break but when we come back we're going to do what we've been uh, promising to do this whole time and that's talk about your name we'll be right back welding instructor alex declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Okay, we are back with Deanne Smith. Let's break it down one part at a time, starting with Deanne. How's, how have you felt about that name during the course of your life? Okay, well, let's start at the start. Um, I remember, so there's a there's a capital A in my name, Deanne. Yeah, no, um, I was excited to get into this because I think uh, Doug and I talked about it earlier. I don't I don't, I don't think we've had somebody with yeah, uh, bi with bi capitalization. Bi capitalization, you're right. That's what they call it, and they also like this thing is like the the having a capital letter somewhere in your, in the middle of your name has so many. There's so many names for it. It's called embedded caps intercaps, medial capitals, mid caps, but the best one that just cuts the chase and you get it right away 
is camel case. No, I love it. Because the A is oh, um, in the middle of your name, so it's camel uh, case. Camel case. I never heard this before. I've never even looked into the phenomenon. It's just, it's <laughs> been my blessing and my curse my entire life. I remember in kindergarten um, spelling my name on papers and really my world was was rocked. Um, and I and I learned early on not to trust so-called authority because my kindergarten teacher was trying to tell me that's not how you don't spell names like that. You can't put a capital in the middle. And I was like, but this is how my mom does it. <laughs> like who's, who's right here, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you know, listen, I'm the third kid and um, a little, you know, a little behind the other two, uh, seven and 11 years later than the other two. So um, there hasn't been a lot. There's not a lot of like family talk about my name and how it came to be. Um, There's kind of like, yeah, let's let's get this kid born and put a name on it. Um, But I think there was somebody I think it was like my grandma's friend or something called Dieta. Um, like Etta James, but Dieta with a capital E in the middle. And I think that sparked my mom or something. She kind of liked it. Um, you need that uh, capital E. Otherwise, people would just think it's Dita. Dita. Which oh, is right. a wild name. <laughs> right? Um, you, you figure out the Dieta by seeing the seeing it go capital E-T-T-A. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I was and I've been so focused on the capital A, which I love, by the way, I feel like it helps distinguish the name. You know, there is the name Deanne out there, but without the capital A, ugh, a bit boring. Right, because um, that also that's that's screaming like, you know, D, Dean with a, K, uh, you know, Dean uh, silent E at the end, you know. Yeah, uh, which and, like and, and nailed it. this is where I'm headed is that um, my mom's maiden name is Dean. So that's um, what I'm what I'm named after. That's why they got Deanne going there. And they gotta capitalize yeah. the A so that the people don't call you Dean. <laughs> Dean. But check, yeah, check yeah, this yeah. out. Had I been a boy, my dad's dad's name was Brees, B-R-E-E-S-E, kind of unusual. Um, had I been a boy, my name was gonna be Brees Dean, which feels like it, it feels intense. It, it feels like a a burden to shoulder in this world. Well, I'm glad you shared that with us because I think a lot of people know what their name would have been if they would have been, uh, you know, uh, born different, you know, opposite. And um, uh, we never ask anybody about that. Do you, you know, know yours, yours, Doug? I do. Yeah. I know mine. Do you know yours, Doug? I, I think it was Amy, I believe. <laughs> That's a nice name. I could see uh, that. Yeah, I was not going to get as good a deal as uh, Doug. My parents were pretty much set that I was going to be called Eleanor. Listen, I think Eleanor is a great name or Eleonora. I always loved because <laughs> as you get older, you have so much to choose from. Even with Eleanor, um, you can be Ellie. You can be Lenore. Oh, I yeah. I think it's Eleanora, a great name eventually. But a, a yeah. toddler named Eleanor is <laughs> already yeah. is haunted, is 100% yeah. a ghost. <laughs> yeah. No, that kid's going to wear, you know, old, old uh, vintage baby dresses and... <laughs> Just, it's <laughs> gonna start drinking tea when it turns two. Uh, it's, I love it's, it. it's like kind of a Benjamin Buttons kind of thing. I don't know if you guys have already, if you're already aware of this, but I heard once it was like on NPR or something. They were saying that if you want to give your child a truly original name, don't go back, just go back one generation to like literally think of who your parents' friends are because mm-hmm. no one does that. So it'd be like today, like naming a baby. Um, maybe Carol is almost too exciting right now, but like, like Deborah Edith, or Edith, Edith. Yeah. Edith almost seems like a couple of generations ago. Yeah. Cheryl. Cheryl. Exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> right. That's exactly it. Like you, it's really hard to imagine a baby called Cheryl today. Right. Yeah. Or like Patricia. No, really I have a friend whose dog is named Cheryl and it's just funny every time. Oh, that's the best, yeah. Roger, a baby <laughs> called Roger in 2023. <laughs> Ramrod. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, that. You know, I don't. It seems like people are going in both directions. Like they're getting wildly into making up names, and then they're also like, 
you know, just going back to the, the classics a, a lot, you know, there's for, unfortunately still too many people are letting the Bible guide some of their decisions. And so, you know, there's a handful of names in there that still could seem to be pretty damn popular. Um, you mean have the you classics ever, like Matthew? Yeah. Matthew, John, Gilgamesh. Luke. Yeah, you gotta go Jebediah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest? I'm so bad with Bible stuff. What's like the weird? That, that'd be funny to be like, uh, my name's Gamora because I, you know, I got named after something in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was Gamora, like the uh, Avenger uh, Gosh, or the Guardian. I should say. It just sounds like a like a STD, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it feels that way. It looks that way. Yeah, Gamora. Gamora again. Yeah. Um, okay. So did you ever run into in your life, any other DNs, especially with the camel case? I don't wait. Uh, I feel like online I might know some, but because I do comedy, a couple of DN Smiths have, have friended me over the years, but really only a couple. There was one that I think was in Australia. We might have even met each other once. And I mean, I haven't been on Facebook in years, but ages ago, I think we um, on Facebook, we said we were in a relationship because it was just funny. Deanne Smith is in a relationship. <laughs> with um, but it's very rare. And and I have I don't think I have ever in my life come upon um, my name printed on anything, you know, like a little nov- novelty license plate or a magnet. Oh, right. Key yeah. chain. I'm not I'm not finding any Deanne's. Every once in a while, there'd be a D, a D.E.E. out there. Right. But there's no, yeah, there's no camel case, uh, license plates. I don't think. Camel case. (laughs) Um, so that's the next question is, you know, we've discovered that most people, uh, like, you know, when strangers or new acquaintances, like are the nicknamey type, they tend to just like add a Y or an I E to the end Mm -hmm. of whatever your name is. But, uh, no one would ever just be like call you Deanny. <laughs> they, um, they wouldn't except my except my mom. Um, she does. Yeah, I mean, she did. She's she's passed now, but I can hear it in her like upstate New York, slightly Midwest kind of Deanny. <laughs> like it wasn't <laughs> common, but it would happen every once in a while. Oh, yeah, but no cute. one else. I like we that. Default, yeah, yeah, we default to D. You know, D. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that that happens a lot. Do people jump to that without even, you know, kind of clearing it with you first? Yes. And that's fine with me. They jump to it for a few reasons. Like friends will do it, I think. Um, And also like being, gosh, what's even the word? I don't know. Gender, queer, some kind of they, them, some kind of no one's been sure for a while. I feel like um, because of that, a lot of times when I'm in like queer spaces, people are just like, they're not sure what to do with it so they just give an initial and i gotta tell you that's like a bit of a trend uh happening like i know a few people just called s which is honestly not even that easy to say as a letter um but a lot of times people are just hey s yeah Yeah. a lot of times people are just taking it to to one letter yeah but a loud bar s would just sound like you're calling someone ass it kind of does hey s hey s (laughs) hey you s um Okay. Oh, so, sorry. Real. I, uh, this is out of nowhere a little bit, but related to that, I forgot. I almost texted yesterday at a coffee shop. I got yelled at. Uh, they they yelled "jug" instead of "Doug," which that never happened. <laughs> jug, your coffee is ready. I was like, "What?" <laughs> sure, I'm Jug. Did you? So was it written on the cup? I didn't get the receipt. It would have been on the receipt. Oh, I didn't ask for one, yeah. so I never oh. I left. I wish I'd gotten it. I'll go back. I love it. It's almost very <laughs> open-minded in a way. It's like they forgot. They they thought they heard you say jug and just no he con- Yeah, he confidently went with it. Oh, uh, they hey. really, you know, that's uh, part of the reason Doug brings this up, Deanne, is that I just, uh, uh, anytime I get a coffee, uh, you know, uh, where where they take your name, it's, you know, the spelling is rarely correct. And then once one person writes it down and then another person yells it out, they yell it out with such confidence, the most weird wrong names. <laughs> what, have you, what have you gotten in recent memory? 
Well, dog is one that uh, is recurring. <laughs> like that's the that's the gag is that they're probably going to just write down dog, um, and then but then someone else goes dog, <laughs> and I have to walk over and be like, arr, arr. Um, I, have to, I, have to, I have to beg for it. But um, holy, sh- we're running out of. Oh no, we're doing okay. Okay, so got to get to this though because I'm I'm excited based on your first name and all the stories behind it to know uh, what is your middle name. Oh, so my middle name, I think if you don't mind saying, (laughs) I'm happy to say, I I think it's very typical of my generation. Um, And again, with a bit of an unusual spelling. So it's Lynn, but it's L Y N. Most people are going double N Ah. on the Lynn, but it's L Y N. Always double N on the Lynn. Yeah. Never single N. And I I think it dates me quite a bit to have to share my middle name. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but also if you you know if you run through it it's a really like fun sounding name uh to say dianlin it is kind of fun <laughs> and i have to say there was a time in my late teens when i was um messing around with like the name anlin maybe i'll just be anlin like a-n-l-y-n like that looks yeah. pretty cool um but it didn't really stick i couldn't commit to it Right. It is a little, it does sound a little like Star Trek or something. Yeah. It feels like you'd see it in a fantasy novel or something. Yeah. Doesn't seem completely real. Um, so that makes your initials DLS, which is, uh, you know, not anything to have any fun with, really. Sounds like not a, too much fun. Although my older sister, I think, once pointed out to my mom that it's like LSD messed up. And my mom was like, a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> Because LSD will mess you up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the things that people come up with. It's pretty pretty funny, but um, Smith has got to be uh, a pretty interesting name to have. <laughs> well, in elementary school, it did make me feel famous because a lot of times we'd be reading out loud at our desks. And the name Smith would come up all the time. Um, And I was probably the only kid in my class with the last name Smith, but it would come up in, I feel like it came up in textbooks all the time. as just an example name. And I would look and I'd be like, yeah, Smith, that's right. That's right. (laughs) That is really funny that it's like, so, and you know, was there a Jones in your class? I don't know that there was actually. <laughs> so yeah, um, you had all the uh, you had all the uh, uh, glamour and excitement. Uh, you know, Jones could have cut into that because I think that comes up a lot in those kind of uh, books. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> Smith and Jones. <laughs> and now that we're talking it through, I'm realizing it has been an immense privilege in this. Uh, Western culture to have the last name Smith that I'm never having to explain or pronounce or spell. It's just Smith. Everybody gets it. People know Smith. Yeah, it is interesting because it does seem like it should be, you know, a little bit of a stumbling block because it's just, you know, it's just the one vowel and all these consonants just going crazy. Uh, You know, it just, it kind of, it sounds like a sound. Yeah. You know, like if you close something really fast, it goes Smith. But, um, (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, what's the most famous Smith there's ever been? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, the Smiths? The band, maybe? (laughs) The band, the Smiths, yeah, that's good. (laughs) Which is also, Um, like, really spitting in the face of anyone with a speech impediment, calling yourselves the Smiths. The Smiths. I haven't thought too much about Smiths, but there's so... Why is Ron Sexsmith coming to mind? But he is. Yeah, there's... uh, Will Smith. Will Smith, oh, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> what a, look what he's done with the, you know, Smith, and then also Will. I mean, the whole name right. is like, you know, just not exciting. But Agent Agent Smith from the Matrix, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know, that's why I said Jones earlier is because there used to be a show called Alias Smith and Jones, which is about just two guys in the Wild West who went under fake names that were made up you know they must have been drunk or something when they came up with the most common name but um yeah and uh but i'm trying to think of like smith is uh the mormon church that guy's name is smith right 
Oh. Oh, Joseph? Yeah, Joseph Smith? Smith? I think so. Yeah, I think that's a Smith, but, you know, you're not at all, like, what's the, you know, what's your background as far as, like, where did this particular Smith come from, like, Europe or something? Do you know what? I am not totally sure because, um, so obviously it comes from my dad and I, I don't know where his dad came from. There's a bit of tragedy in that family history. Um, his dad is Smith, his mom, uh, his mom's parents, my great grandparents came from Ireland. They were Scully's, um, and so I don't know. I mean, England, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of doing something like 23 and me um because i you know i don't need i don't need i don't need my dna out there and also there's not much mystery <laughs> my sister's done it because she's like this type of very typical american white person that wants to believe like there's some native american blood in there you know it's like a real trope it's a real cliche um but she did it and it came back like you know 99.9 percent. hey you're english and irish <laughs> Yeah, so that probably tracks for you as well. Yeah, uh, it's gotta. That seems um, pretty reasonable. But I, I feel the need, like, I'm, like, so excited to say this. I feel the need to jump in. You having, um, just pointing out, you know, the um, camel, camel caps? Is that what it's called? No. Camel case. Yeah. Camel case. The camel case and, you know, how many consonants are in my last name reminded me that, you know, in Twitter, when people change their names uh, during Halloween to something spooky, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I always won this because this is something I discovered in high school as a dark little teen, that if you take the first part of my name, D-E-A, and then just the last part, T-H, death. Oh. <laughs> during during Halloween on Twitter, I would always just put parentheses around the N-N-E and the S-M-I. So it would and then all caps, death. I love it. That's great. <laughs> I love it's, it. It's it's getting to be Halloween season. Do you guys have yeah. you ever done that on Twitter? And do you remember your spooky names? I've tried a new spooky name like every year for like a few years now. And I never, you know, never come up with anything so great. Like, you know, instead of Doug, like people, because I've also asked people to suggest names and, and uh, Bug is like comes up a lot. Uh, as something I guess is kind of spooky, but then, you know, what do you do with Benson, you know, and it's just hanging out there. It just ruins it. Yeah, you know, some Benson people go, Bug, like Bug a... Denson, they just switch the, the consonants and the two names. Yeah. But, um, but that is another fun, you've really inspired some maybe future questions for uh, guests that are coming up because uh, it is fun to, um, you know, discuss the, uh, what people's spooky Twitter name is, especially with uh, Halloween. October is right around the corner. Um, did you ever do that, Doug? Do you ever have a spooky name? I don't think I maybe did it once, but I, I couldn't tell you what it was. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think last year I just gave up and just said, uh, you know, changed my name to just fuck you or something. <laughs> spooky name. Is that scary? That's scary to read. You know, you're just it's trying to scroll scary. through and find out about the world and suddenly just fuck you. Um, but this is the most important question we ask our guests uh, every week when we when we get to it. And uh, we're, we managed to fit it in this week. Who are the, and you mentioned this earlier, who are the Dougs that are memorable in uh, your life? Oh my God. I'm so glad we got here. And honestly, I had to say, I thought it was a bit of a weird premise that we should just gossip about other Dougs the whole time. I was into it it and I was prepared for that. Um, I remembered a neighbor boy that had, that used to live kind of behind our house. So the back of my um, backyard came up against the back of his backyard, which was a giant horse paddock. Um, there's a fence. There were three horses in there. One was called Pumpkin. Pumpkin had a son called Jake. I unfortunately don't remember the third horse's name, but this kid was called Doug Stopper. He was a couple years older than me. And in retrospect, I'm like, I think I had a little crush on on Doug Stopper because he was just cool and he lived with horses. Stopper, like, the, like Tom Stopper, the playwright? No, stopper, just S T O P P E R. 
dog stopper. That just sounds like someone who's a uh, crime fighter stopping all the dogs at both laws. <laughs> call dog stopper. Yeah, you call need the dog, dog that needs stopping. Yeah. I think he's listening he, to Wide like, World of Dogs, call the dog stopper. <laughs> oh, he'd roll up on his BMX and stop all the dogs. Um, this this show was going to, one title we had uh, initially, a working title for the show is Beware of Dogs. And uh, but that sound that seemed too negative. Um, okay, so we got Doug Stopper, and then uh, who? What's your? You had another Doug that you thought? Yeah, of? there's really uh, there's one more Doug that leapt to mind. Um, and have either of you ever played the Comedy Nest in Montreal? No, I might have might have at a uh, just for laughs festival because you well, know how you run around doing all the different venues yeah, i'm sure you have you've probably po- popped up there and and no doubt you would have been served if you had a beverage or the bartender called i don't even know his last name i should know his last name anyway doug it's probably stopper yeah, it's probably Stopper. He's a he's an old man that that is the bartender at the Comedy Nest, and um, you know I've been doing comedy yikes more than fifteen years at this point, and he was always there. He was there from my first open mic. He is such a sweetie pie. He's a sober bartender, which you gotta love, and um, he always did this sweet thing for me where he'd give me a drink, and whether or not it was like an alcoholic drink or just a water or whatever, he reaches into his front pocket. There's nothing in there. Um, and then he pretends to sprinkle a little something extra in my drink, like a little, I don't know, a little bit of energy, just a little bit of Doug magic. And um, <laughs> on nights when I was feeling particularly nervous, I would be like, Doug, give me a little bit of that extra. And he would just mime <laughs> from his pocket. I mean, truly the sweetest man. And, and that really sounds fun. very nice. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a very, very sweet dude. And you, you don't know what, what's up with him now? I know that he's still working there. Um, oh, cool. His, yeah, interestingly, so there were two main comedy clubs in Montreal, English-speaking comedy clubs. There's the Comedy Nest, and just down the road was the Comedy Works, which it now doesn't exist anymore. And a really fun thing was that Doug is a kind of career bartender at um, the Comedy Nest. I'm sure he's had a long life before that. I don't know what else he used to do, but um, at the Comedy Nest. And his wife, Sheila, they've been married, I don't know, 40 years or more. She was a bartender at the Comedy Works, Um so it was really sweet, real family affair kind of stuff. And uh, they just they just seem like cool people with awesome lives. I mean, they're in their late 70s at this point, and uh, I think they're keeping those hours. They go home together at like 2, 3 in the morning. <laughs> well, I'm definitely, uh, if I'm back in Montreal anytime soon, I'm definitely going to go to try and say hi to Doug at the Comedy Nest. It's, he sounds you, cool. And you can definitely say, yeah, Deanne, Dean uh, says, "Put a little Doug magic on it," and I think oh I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably just put some salt in my drink. So, <laughs> um, thank you for being here, Deanne. We um, every week, or not every week, because some people's are impossible. But I like to do an anagram of the name of our guest. <gasps> yeah, where I just you know move all the letters you have to use every letter and, and try to come up with uh you know different words and uh so this is what i came up with for deanne smith tandem shine really yeah wait, wait tan it's in there yeah <laughs> That's incredible. and you just do this you do this like a little puzzle you don't feed it yeah. into a little anagram making machine no, I just do it like, you know, with a piece of paper and just my uh, my knowledge of words. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. And I'm very impressed. And honestly, it's giving me something. It's giving me some kind of confidence or ego boost. Or like to think that within my name is Tandem Shine. That's really beautiful. Well, and also, you know, just for your edification, if you will, I thought it was interesting that you can get the word uh, tennis is in your uh, the letters of your name and uh, some other interesting words that don't uh, amount to anything because you can't get the other letters to spell anything or uh, maiden and uh, a dam with the N D A M N. You can do yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. really fun. <laughs> Maiden? Uh, I don't know how I feel about mate. I'll yeah. take damn. Sa- I'll take Satan? Satan, is, <laughs> Satan. Or, or I should say Satan, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, but thank it. you You're so right. much for being here. Do you have anything you'd like to plug before we go? Oh, well, first of all, let me say thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. Um, 
And I really had no idea it was going to be about my name. I thought, I thought, we, thought we were talking more Dougs. Um, I mean, I get, you know, I should probably plug that album, Chewini in a Tank Top. It's on 800 Pound Gorilla. And uh, I'll be in Toronto soon, uh, September 21st to 23rd. I'm going to be in Portland at the end of September. I'm going to be in Seattle. So if you're in any of those cities, come say hey. All right. Doug Mellard, what do you got? I will be in Austin, Texas here tomorrow, well, tonight at 7.30 at the Southside Comedy Club. And then October 5th through the 7th at the Vermont Comedy Club, opening for Dan Cummins. And then on October 24th, I will be with you, Doug Benson, at Cap City Comedy Club. Oh, nice. Can't wait for that. Shout out to the Vermont Comedy Club and my buddies Nate and Natalie. Well, the gorgeous oh, names great. together, right? Married couple called yeah. Nate and Natalie. Get out of here! Oh, that's really nice. I'd, I'd call them both Nat. Um, <laughs> I just like shortening names. Uh, Douglas Movies is going to do its seventeenth uh, anniversary show this Saturday in Los Angeles at Dynasty Typewriter at four twenty in the afternoon and like doug mellard said we're coming to austin texas in october and all of my dates and details are at douglasmovies.com and deanne what we do at the end of every episode is um give the episode a name which is usually a pun involving the name doug and i think i've got the perfect uh, name for this episode uh, so thanks again for being here, and as always, Camel Doug. <laughs> Got it.